You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Um, This week's episode is an interesting one. So we really haven't had anyone like this on the podcast before. Um, And it kind of shows off our personalities a little bit, which is cool. Um, And it's something I feel like that we talk about a lot intertwined in other conversations, but we've never really taken the time to sit down and have a full conversation about it. Totally. So this week we have Ashley on the podcast um, and she has a really unique business that is completely tailored towards introverts, which Beck and I both are. Um, We feel like we really identify with that. So as we were prepping for this episode and thinking about questions we wanted to ask, I couldn't help but think about... um, my journey, (laughs) figuring (laughs) out that I was an introvert. And um, I think I started to figure it out in college. Um, You know, you get to college and you're on your freshman hall and there's so much going on. You're with people all the time. Um, You know, there's parties and you have a roommate and you're even like showering with like rows of showers. I feel like you're never truly alone. Um, And kind of throughout college, I faked being an extrovert and and loving it. I feel like I would go to parties and I was in a sorority and, um, you know, I I kind of knew that it was draining me, but I didn't I didn't understand why. And I, I thought that it wouldn't be like the normal college thing to do to not have that experience. So I kind of pushed through it. But, um, you know, I think after college and just going into the working world, I've started to embrace it more, to own it more and to not feel embarrassed if I don't want to go to a social event or if I want to protect my time and my space a little bit, but it's definitely still challenging because I feel like our society kind of praises extroverts Mm -hmm. and people who can go, go, go. So it's still, still a journey. Yeah, for sure. And I kind of had, I, I don't think I really realized that I was an introvert until my senior year of college, because all throughout high school, I was very involved in activities. I was constantly around people. Um, And like retrospectively looking back, I definitely did things to boost my energy as an ex or as an introvert, Um, Mm -hmm. like going on a drive after work or, you know, doing different things where I was alone. Um, But it really wasn't until my senior year when I was talking to my father-in-law who was in HR and he used to give the Myers-Briggs test to his employees. And so he was telling me about it. Um, And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'll take the test. So um, I took the test and it was 
like so far introverted that I was like, holy crap, (laughs) like this makes so much sense. And I feel like at that point, I really understood myself better and realized that like, oh, this is why I'm so tired all the time. This is why I feel so completely exhausted because I'm doing so much and I'm not replenishing my energy um, by having alone time. So it was really eye-opening to figure that out. And I hope, I feel like it's become more mainstream a little bit to, you know, kind of figure out if you're introverted or extroverted. Um, But like you said, it's very much glorified to be, you know, super bubbly and super outgoing and, you know, all of these things where as an introvert, it's really, really hard. And a lot of times you want to say no to social events because it literally feels like you can't talk to one more person. I feel like John and so John and I are both introverts and I feel like we've been at parties before and it's been like, I don't think I can talk to one more person. Like physically, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah, I think I think it's just important to just start to feel more comfortable with it. But yeah, to your point, it's hard. I think, um, oh, the thing I did want to say too, that I think is a misconception is like, I don't think a lot of people would know that I'm introverted and probably similar to you just talking to us because we can like chat with people and be bubbly and be upbeat. But it's just like really in the time outside of interacting with others that I, (laughs) that I want silence and (laughs) alone time. Yeah, for sure. And I'm so grateful for Ashley on the pod podcast because she definitely explains that really well and kind of um, gets rid of that misconception because to your point, like we have a podcast, like we're talking to people all the time. So from the outside looking in, people would be like, oh yeah, they're definitely extroverted and, you know, are outgoing. And it's like, yeah, we're outgoing, but, and we can be extroverted when we want to. But the the source of our energy is not people. The source of our energy is having that alone time. Um, and it's true. Like, you, I feel like now that I'm comfortable with that and now that I, like, own that, it really has made things easier and made decisions easier because it, I don't know, it just, like, makes sense. Like, the puzzle piece is there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like you're fighting. Um who you are. So you guys are going to love this episode. If you're mm-hmm. introverted too, um, chat us in our DMs at Detox and Chill Podcast on Instagram. Send us an email. Join our secret Facebook group um, and give Ashley a follow because she has so much insight and wisdom for women in the working world who also mm-hmm. feel like they're more introverted. Yes. And her, um, we'll talk about it on the podcast, but the name of her business is Move Over Extroverts. And I just think it is the greatest thing. So I love it. The staff. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you guys for listening. We love you. We love you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so excited for this week's episode. Um, So as we've talked about on the podcast before, Meg and I are both introverts who try to be extroverted and then get completely drained and then we have to recharge. Um, So being introverted is something that kind of comes up in conversation quite a bit and just something that we have to kind of learn and work with as we, you know, 
do this podcast and go to our our day jobs and work nine to five jobs and interact with people. So we're so excited to have today's guest on, Ashley Harwood. Um, She is an introvert expert. So she works with entrepreneurs who are introverted. So if you can just give us a little bit of background on you, on your business, on what you're doing and all the cool things that are coming up. Yeah, I'd love to. Hey everyone, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited to be here. My background is in real estate and as a realtor, you have to be talking to people all day long. Uh, That's kind of the hustle. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like you, like a lot of people, I didn't realize I was an introvert for many years. And then once Mm -hmm. I, all the problems that came along with not understanding that and Mm -hmm. how to manage that energy. It was just a burnout cycle. Um, So then once I realized I was an introvert, I made some changes in my life and in my business and things really kind of took off from there. And so fast forward, decided to switch gears entirely in my career. And now I work full time in my company, which is called Move Over Extroverts. And we do um, training and consulting for introverts who are business owners. I love that. And I love the name. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the way. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you're really diving into, you know, helping entrepreneurs because I think um, there's a little bit of a stereotype for entrepreneurs that like you're really personable and love talking to people and like can sell yourself and all of these things. So I love that you're in that specifically. But I think so. I am pretty positive I'm an introvert, but I'm curious for anyone listening who maybe feels like they have aspects of both an introvert and extrovert, like what's a good way that you can know the difference and kind of how you identify? Mm, Good question. I'm glad that we're talking about this early on Mm -hmm. because it's a very misunderstood concept. So a very easy way to tell kind of which end of that spectrum you're on is where does your energy come from? If you are super drained and tired and, you know, feeling terrible, do you want to be around more people? Will that boost you up? Like, do you want to go to a party after work or do you want to go home and not talk to anyone and not see anyone? And will that charge you back up? So that's a really easy, simplistic litmus test. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated than that. And we are all on this kind of spectrum, right? We're all a combination of both. And sometimes, depending on many factors, you could maybe tend towards being an introvert or tend towards being an extrovert, give it on a day, mm-hmm. you know? And then some people are really far at one end or really far at the other, but most people are some combination of both. Mm-hmm. So I've done a couple just like personality tests along with, you know, trying to figure out if I'm introverted or extroverted. Um, So would you recommend any of those like the, I don't, I can't remember. I think it's the Myers-Briggs test. The Myers-Briggs is a great one. There's a website called 16personalities.com that has a um, a pretty quick Myers-Briggs test. I haven't looked at it in a while. I think it's free. I think it's free. If it's not free, it's very inexpensive. Um, But that's a good one to go to, to kind of see where you are. Perfect. Yeah. Everyone listening right now, if you don't know if you're an introvert or expert, go take that test right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
I feel like too, along with these tests, like, like you said, like you really have to kind of like go deep within yourself and figure out where that energy comes from. So for you, as you navigated through real estate and realized that you were getting so burned out, how did you kind of like evaluate that? And what were the first steps that you took to kind of, you know, figure all of that out? So what happened for me was I didn't hear anyone talking about this. Um, and I was getting so burnt out and feeling this persistent anxiety for no reason. Mm -hmm. So I actually ended up going to a therapist and cause I was like, I have no reason to be anxious. Everything in my life is pretty great. Right. My sales aren't where I want them to be, but that's normal. Mm -hmm. And she recommended I read the book quiet by Susan Cain, which is another amazing resource. Um, Susan Cain is the kind of that introvert expert in the field. And so I read her book and then as I'm reading, all these light bulbs are going off and I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, everything in my life makes so much sense now. Mm -hmm. And then I could go back and look at my past activities, my current activities, what I was doing for sales. And I was like, okay, well, X, Y, and Z need to go. These other things need to be really well managed. And like, I need to be doing a lot less mm -hmm. peopling. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I did that, I was like, oh, this feels so much better. Yeah. And guess what? The anxiety went away. Amazing. I love that story. And, you know, realizing that's who you are and kind of owning it. Um, I think where I can sometimes struggle, and I'm sure some of our listeners and even you have struggled, is wanting to say yes to all of the things and like wanting in our minds to be at every event and like supporting every friend, um, but feeling like when the time comes, like it's too late to back out. So you're just in it, but you know it's going to drain you. So I feel like my question is for those of us who are in that mindset of saying yes, or maybe even in my case, being a little bit of a people pleaser. How do you stick to those boundaries and stay firm? And was that a learning process for you? For sure, absolutely. And it still is to some extent because I'm also a people pleaser. I think, are most of your listeners women? Yeah. Okay, so I think that is kind of a, a gender thing as mm -hmm. well. I think as women, we are more naturally inclined to be people pleasers. And so that's something to be aware of. And so my recommendation, what I do for myself is I just have to really, really analyze something. And I've had to shift my mindset from it's automatically a yes to it's automatically a no, mm -hmm. unless it's a really compelling reason for it to be a yes. Mm -hmm. And that's taken a lot of practice and it still does not come really easily to me. It's it's like a focused activity and that in itself takes energy. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. it's not, somebody else said, I stole this from someone, I don't remember who. If it's not <laughs> a hell yes, it's a no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's a really good way of looking at it. I feel like going into it saying like, no, for now, and not necessarily voicing that to the person who's asking you to do something. Right. But, you know, kind of evaluating that because I, I mean, I fall into that trap all the time because I want to make people happy and I want to support everybody because I feel like, you know, when I support them, like they'll support me as well. Um, but sometimes it's just like you cannot give another ounce of energy. For sure. And if you're supporting everyone, you could have the best intentions. 
but then there's nothing left of yourself. Mm -hmm. If there's nothing left over, then you're really no good to anyone. Right. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And I feel like for me recently, which has been like a new revelation as I've started to just be honest as opposed to like over apologizing and saying sorry and like, you know, going on and on about why I can't do something. I'm just like, hey, I feel overcommitted right now. You know, this is why um, I'm not able to come. Like, thanks for understanding. Like, I know that you've been in this spot too. And I feel like just being honest, people get it and they've also been there and it just it feels better than being like oh my gosh I'm so sorry blah 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 and you know that over apologizing that we can do yeah absolutely that's a great point I I don't think we should need to apologize at all I mean maybe just saying I really wish I could do this but at the moment it's not Mm -hmm. it's not something I have the capacity for Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge. Just being super, super honest. And Mike, I, you feel, you've been a great example of this to me in the podcast. <laughs> like, we'll get asked to do things, and I'm like, totally, yes, let's do it because like that's my instant reaction. And then Meg kind of like grounds me and brings me back. Like, I don't think we have capacity to do this, <laughs> which has been so helpful for me. And I feel like I've been able to kind of reevaluate and go into, especially the last few months with moving, I feel like it's given me a really clean slate to be able to like start fresh, yeah. which has been so nice. Um, but I feel like in, in the society, we, I mean, people kind of glorify being busy all the time and, right. you know, doing all those things all the time. So how do you kind of coach your clients through that with being okay not to be busy or not glorifying the word busy in itself? Mm, that's a really interesting point. And it's something we as a society need to get better about doing. Mm -hmm. I like looking at the more European way or even like Mm -hmm. Latin cultures, they don't care how busy you are. Like if you're productive and you're doing things that you enjoy, like that's it, that's all that matters. So what I advise my, my clients to do is just to do the things that they really enjoy and try to give themselves as much permission to do that and like go further in the clearing off of the plate. Mm-hmm. Like get stuff off your plate and then go further and take even more off until it feels like you're not doing enough. And then you can go back and add in the things mm-hmm. that are really important. Mm-hmm. So that's one strategy. The other thing that I like to tell people is that if you have a decision to make, someone asks you to do something and you have to say yes or no, just tell them you're gonna think about it and take at least a day Mm -hmm. because that way you can work through the instinct of I want to say yes and I'm going to say yes right now if you sleep on it then you can get some distance for at least a day and make a better decision Mm -hmm. I like that a lot I do too I think putting space in between honestly a lot of things in life is so important but especially like whether or not you're gonna commit to something because a lot of times in the moment you have that like spark of excitement you're like yes I'm all in this is going to be great and then that's when I feel like you can um you know potentially regret it later mm-hmm. um there were a couple of things so you have a great blog on your website and I feel like there were a couple of things you touched on that would be super applicable to um the women who listen to our podcast 
So one of them was um, about thriving at work conferences. And I feel like this one really hit home a lot of the tips. Um, I recently was at a work conference. So I guess it wasn't that recent, but in November. And you kind of forget how long they are and how much networking and being on is required. Um, Could you share a couple of the tips um, you had for thriving at conferences as an introvert? Yeah, absolutely. So my experience with conferences has been a lot of different ones, but mostly really, really big ones, like Mm -hmm. 10,000 plus people. So that's kind of where I'm coming from in, in writing that blog post in. So a few of the tips are just logistical things like having your own hotel room is really big. People sometimes share hotel rooms in order to save money. Saving money is great, but then if, especially if you're an introvert, your alone space is where you're going to recharge. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a giant, loud, something music, you know, conference area for all day, and then you get back to your room and there's another person there, that's just not going to work. And then to do that for like three, four, five days in a row, forget it. You're going to be done. Mm-hmm. So get getting your own room, um, not wearing high heels. Mm. That was a big one that I had to learn the hard way because I was running around in these beautiful like Manolo Blahniks and <laughs> running around like, Austin, Texas. And the convention centers are so big that when I needed to go back to my room, I always booked a hotel. I always book currently a hotel close to the convention center so I can mm-hmm. escape. And I'll even skip sessions. That's another tip: is to not go to everything. Um, but when I need to skip sh- sessions and get back to the room, if I only had my four-inch heels on, there were times when I had to like sit on the floor mm-hmm. and try to have my introvert time there right. on the floor because I couldn't make it back to my room because mm-hmm. my feet were so in pain. It was, it was awful. a little circle around yourself. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're going to wear the pretty heels, like bring some flats so you mm-hmm. can get back to your room, okay? <laughs> like it sounds dumb, but I have... It's uh, the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, whew, never doing that again. Yeah. So, um, but not going to everything I think is a really important one because you spend all this money and commit the time, especially if somebody else, maybe your company is paying for you to go. Like it's still important to pick and choose and not go to every single thing, mm-hmm. including the after hours stuff, mm-hmm. which technically is optional, but doesn't always feel optional. Mm-hmm. But really, like, get a uh, hold of the schedule ahead of time and decide which things are my priorities, which one or two things do I really want to take from this instead of trying to absorb all of it. And that'll help you filter through and decide what things to go to and what things to skip and then just be cool skipping it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll usually get a cabana at a, if it's uh, at a place that has a nice pool. Mm-hmm. I'll get a cabana by myself and do that for like an entire afternoon, one Mm -hmm. of the days. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, I mean, when sometimes when your work is, is paying for you to go, you feel like you're obligated to go to everything. How do you kind of have that conversation with your boss and say like, listen, this is, these are my needs. This is what I need to do. Like how, I mean, cause that can be scary sometimes too. So 
Full disclosure, I haven't been in that situation because I always paid for myself as realtors mm-hmm. were independent contractors. Right. But what I would say is I would frame it as I wouldn't say anything about your needs as an individual or as an introvert. I would say that in order for me to get the most out of this conference, I need to focus on one or two things mm-hmm. and then put it back on them. Say, what do you mm-hmm. want me to get out of this? And then they'll tell you and then say, okay, in order for me to focus on those things, here are the things I'm not going to be able to go to because I'll get too overwhelmed or too distracted Mm -hmm. or it's just not relevant to me. And I really want to focus and do the, you know, best job Mm -hmm. at absorbing the information that you want me to absorb. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that response. That's a really good way. Because it kind of like puts it on them as well to Mm -hmm. kind of choose because when you're at a conference, it's like all of these topics are being discussed and not all of them are going to be relevant to you. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that too. I think it can be so draining. So that's super helpful. Honestly, I feel like for introverts and extroverts and forever or wherever you are in the middle of that. Um, I would love to dive into, so you work with clients, obviously, Um, who are entrepreneurs and kind of showing them alternate ways that they can grow their businesses without being someone that they're not. Um, When you work with a client, can you maybe share like some of the strategies you work on with them or just like some of the main points um, that would be helpful for entrepreneurs? Yeah, totally. So my strategy when I work with my clients is to help them come up with their own strategy. And it might not look like what I used in my former life. It might not look like what their peers are using. It really needs to be something that's tailored for the individual. So my tips for this, if you're you know sitting at home trying to figure this out for yourself, are look at where you're spending your time currently, like what are the obligations that you have in your life that will pull you to different people and different opportunities? Mm -hmm. How do you turn those into opportunities? An example is um, if you're running your own business and a lot of people have kids, right? Um, If you have kids and you are at the kids soccer game, you're stuck there for an hour or two, I imagine, I don't Mm -hmm. have kids, but you're talking to other parents that could be a source of business opportunity for you mm-hmm. if you choose to look at it that way. So that's one piece. The other piece is consider which activities you really enjoy. Do you enjoy being on the phone? Do you like doing Facebook Live? Do you like being in person with people? Do you like being on podcasts? Like what? Maybe it's writing a blog. What are the things that you actually really like doing? And then focus on those things. Mm-hmm. And the important thing is to really find one or two things that fit those categories and just do those and don't try to do anything else. Mm -hmm. How do you kind of coach them through getting over the mindset of I have to do everything? Like I have to be posting on Instagram. I have to be doing Facebook Live. I have to be making phone calls. Like how do you get from doing everything to just doing one or two things? Because I feel like I would struggle with that for sure. It's a process. And it's just, it's that mindset shift, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the videos in my online course is all about mindset. In fact, it's called 10 Mindset Strategies. Mm -hmm. And so it takes some 
it takes some work and the clients have to do that work and I can guide them through that process. But at the end of the day, it's just realizing that the more things you're doing, the less effective each one of them mm-hmm. is going to be. Mm-hmm. Now, unless you have something super automated or you've right. leveraged it out to a VA and they're doing it for you, mm-hmm. that's different. I'm talking about that you as the entrepreneur mm-hmm. have your hands in every yeah. day. If you're trying to do 20 different things every day, well, mm-hmm. none of them are going to get done very well. Yeah, it's not going to work. That's so true. And you're going to be overwhelmed and hate your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more important. Than- and we don't want that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, I think, I think also, too, when you think of entrepreneurs, I feel like in my mind, I picture like Silicon Valley working like you know, 90 hours a week, um, just taking it to the extreme. So it's really refreshing to hear your perspective that focusing on doing the things that are going to work for you and maybe less of them has even more of an impact than just like throwing yourself at something for hours and hours. Yeah. And it's also setting yourself up to get those small wins Mm -hmm. instead of setting these lofty goals. I'm going to work 90 hours a week. I'm going to write 10 blog posts every Mm -hmm. week. Like just some people do. It's easy to do that because you want it. You're excited about your business. You want to share it with the world. But then if your goals and expectations of yourself are too high, you're setting yourself up to feel like a failure Mm -hmm. versus if you shoot a little bit lower for the day to day, not the long term, Mm -hmm. still have this big vision but for, you know, daily and weekly expectations of yourself, like set the bar lower so you Mm -hmm. can actually achieve it. And then when you achieve it, you'll get that boost of energy and adrenaline and Mm -hmm. all the good yummy chemicals that come out when you meet a goal. Mm -hmm. And then that'll help you get to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's a good point. Like getting that kind of adrenaline rush from saying like, Oh my gosh, I, checked off all of my to-do items today it's like such a big such a big energy boost um and I definitely love the idea of like setting it or at least just being realistic with yourself like this is these are the hours in the day this is what I'm going to be able to get done and then being able to accomplish that is really cool um so for you personally as you've been growing this business because it's still fairly new over the last Mm -hmm. couple years right yeah um so what have you done what are your priorities in your business to be able to grow and what boundaries have you set for yourself Mm, so I have been figuring that out and learning as I grow. Mm -hmm. And I just did a cross country move as well Mm -hmm. um, last month. So getting settled here in LA is like such a pain, but it's awesome. It's hard. I love it here. It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's good and it's hard. So I'll give you a good example of a schedule that worked for myself really well um, last week. The days seem so like wonky. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was last week. I launched my online course and mm-hmm. every day that's yeah. Cause that's why we couldn't do this last mm-hmm. week. Um, so every day I would wake up and start working around eight. I would stop working around one ish and I would take the afternoon completely off mm-hmm. and do no work because I knew that it's not just a time thing. It was an energy thing. I knew mm-hmm. I needed to get my energy back up to go and do a, a Facebook live for 45 minutes mm-hmm. at five o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. 
It is. It's a lot of energy because it was my own content that I had mm-hmm. created. It was new content. It was a format that I hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. And so it was just, it was an energy suck in a good way. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had to like, I had to spend the energy in the morning to get the stuff done I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And then I needed to time and space to like build it back up, mm-hmm. like recharge that mm-hmm. battery. So I really liked that format a lot mm-hmm. and I think I'm, I'm going to adopt it yeah in the future like get as much done as I can in the morning mm-hmm. and then take a couple hours in the afternoon and then maybe if if I feel like it come back to it in the evening for mm-hmm. an hour or two and if not then yeah it's fine it. yeah. yeah I love that and it kind of goes back to your European style and mm-hmm. and uh and you know that kind of you know taking a couple hours in the afternoon to go home and eat lunch and spend time with your family or, you know, recharge. And then if you need to work afterwards, you can. And if not, that's okay too. Right. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. What I'm finding is the days that I try to power all the way through, I get to about three o'clock and then I crash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then my boyfriend comes home and I'm like, we're going out. I'm not making dinner. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I know. I really hope that's the way even in like the corporate world that we're headed. I know that that sounds like so far off, but I'm very much like you. I'm super productive and efficient in the morning. And then I feel like lunchtime on, I'm still doing work, obviously, but I start to get a little bit tired. I start to lose a little bit more focus. So I'm dreaming of a world where (laughs) where everyone can work the way that they know best, you know, because we're all adults. And I just feel like that's how it should be. Absolutely. And the fact that as for the entrepreneurs out there, it can be tough because you feel like you put so much pressure on yourself. And if you're not hitting your goals, then maybe you just need to put in more hours. But that's not the case. I mm-hmm. would say if you're not hitting your goals, you need to put in fewer hours and then take a good hard look at what you're doing in your working hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Work harder or work Smarter, Smarter, not harder. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I feel like there's this big misconception in the U.S. that you have to work from nine to five and like that's it. That's Mm -hmm. the end all be all. And really, as I've moved to L.A. and as I've been working from home every day instead of going into the office, I'm so much more productive doing these like spurts of hours working instead of you know, you, when you're at nine, on a nine to five, like office job, you're talking to your coworkers during the day and like, you're distracted with different things. And I feel like you're really not that productive because you just <laughs> have to be there and you don't really have a choice. Um, so yeah, I'm with you, Meg. I hope that we get to work the hours that we're most productive. And I hope that we're shifting in that direction. Yeah, especially too, just like, you know, we had Ashley Perret on, um, she's a, ne- a negotiation coach, but mm-hmm. we were talking about negotiating maternity leave specifically. And I think just like for women in the world, trying to figure out how work fits in once you have children, I think can be really daunting and imagining a way to work where you can be more flexible just sounds like a relief I feel like for a lot of us so crossing my fingers over here that it happens um for us 
I feel like everyone would just be way more productive. Like things would get done so much faster if people were allowed to work when they want to work. Then I feel like people would be a lot happier. Yeah, for sure. We might all be nicer people. That's true. Not just punching a clock. Um, So you have an amazing um, retreat coming up, which I'm so excited Mm -hmm. for. When you told me about this over dinner, I was like, I need this in my life. Um, So tell us about the retreat, Aruba, everything, why you decided to, you know, host a retreat for introverts. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for the retreat. (laughs) I fell in love with Aruba when I went there in September last year. And like the water is so amazing and it was so easy to, I went by myself and it was super easy to travel back and forth. Um, and so I, in setting up my business plan for 2020, I knew I wanted something in person, right? Cause mm-hmm. most of my stuff is online. I wanted some way to like meet my people, at least a few of them. It's going to be a small retreat, mm-hmm. but, um, meet them in person and spend time really digging into one specific topic, but also having the space and time to enjoy the island. Mm -hmm. Because what I see and what I've experienced oftentimes is you go to a workshop or retreat or conference and it's somewhere that's beautiful and your days are so Mm jam-packed that you don't get a chance to enjoy where you are or even absorb the information. Right. So I worked with my business coach on would want to go to so that's exactly what I did mm-hmm. is a week in Aruba we have sessions two hours a day that's it incredible that's it the rest <laughs> of, so morning yoga and then sessions from 10 to 12 and then the rest of the day it's free mm-hmm. um there will be a snorkeling trip one of the afternoons which Amazing. will be fun <laughs> um but the topic we're talking about is learn how your energy affects your bank account So we're really going to dive into that one topic. And then my intention is that because we're, we have six sessions on that topic and there's so much time in between sessions to process, I hope that that, that people really take away more from that than they would at other types of retreat formats, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I love that. And Megan and I have talked about this a lot, like just the fact that kind of money, especially for women is kind of a dirty word in society and we don't get a chance to talk about it enough. Um, and so I feel like focusing on that would be so amazing with other women also. Yeah. Yeah. It's not only women who are, well, so far the only people who bought tickets are women. So it could end up being a women only thing. (laughs) Love it. And then I also, um, would love for you to share a little bit about your online course and just where our listeners can find you and all of the things you have coming up. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. So um, everything can be found on my website, moveoverextroverts.com. I run a Facebook group called Introvert Entrepreneurs. And the online course just launched last week. Um, It's a it's a course, but it's also, it's really more of a program. So it's a self-guided video series. And there's also a monthly Q&A call with me. So there is some support along the way Mm -hmm. and a, a private Facebook group just for the students. And what the course really dives into is, um, how your energy ebbs and flows, how to use that as 
a tool in your business, how to take that and structure your calendar in a way that mm. is very productive mm -hmm. and that gives you more time off. And then the third piece of it is sales strategy. And I walk you through how to find the right strategy for you in your life mm -hmm. and how to implement it. So yeah, I love that focus. so much. Um, so for everyone listening who wants to connect with Ashley, go check out her website. I still move over extroverts. It's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, and as always, you can find us at detoxandchillpodcast.com on Instagram, um, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, check out our Facebook group. Um, just go to our website, detoxandchillpodcast.com slash join, and you can join our Facebook group. Um, and yeah, am I missing anything, Meg? No, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Ha, <laughs> ha,